A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 170. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week. On Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes of business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. On Story Tuesday, Dr. Gautian shares her story of pursuing her doctorate at 43 while working full-time and raising a family. She shares the one question that set her down the path of developing her passion, curiosity, and forming her four-piece puzzle that has contributed to her high performance and success. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then Adaptability Coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. Join me in welcoming Dr. Ruth Gautian, Chief Learning Officer and Assistant Professor of Education in Anesthesiology at Whale Cornell Medicine, expert in mentorship, leadership development, and peak performance, international speaker, podcast host, and the author of The Success Factor, Developing the Mindset and Skill Set for Peak Business Performance. Welcome back, Dr. Gautian. Thank you so much. My pleasure. 
on Insight Sunday, you shared your own history, background, experience, what kind of brought you into learning about peak performance. And then you shared the four, I want to call them dimensions or principles, puzzle pieces that have to all come together. And they're not habits. They're not easily replicable. They need to be really personal. And so you shared those four things. And we talked about how and why they fit together. And even some parts of that that really come around it, like the support that you need and really how to develop that. So if you haven't yet, make sure you go back and listen to our Insight Sunday episode. That being said, I wanted to thank you again for grabbing a seat with me on the business couch. And just by way of intro on Story Tuesday, we dive deeper into your hard-earned lessons so that we can all learn from them. And so I wanted to start with some of your memorable lessons. Do you mind sharing one of your biggest learning experiences and bring us into that moment, what happened before, after a key takeaway? Sure. So I was 43 when I decided to go back to school and pursue my doctorate. And, you know, I laugh, I was older than some of my professors and I was working full time and I was raising a family and one of my classmates stopped me in the hallway and we were talking about, so what we're going to do next after we get our degree. And I wasn't quite sure. And he said to me, well, what are you a thought leader in? I don't even think I know. I didn't know then what a thought leader was. And so he said to me, well, what are you uniquely qualified to do? What are people seeking your expertise in? And that's when I realized that was my aha moment. That if you're good at everything, you're good at nothing. If you're known for everything, you're known for nothing. And that's when I realized you really have to niche down into something so that you are known as the expert at something. So people know what to come to you for. And that's when it really became obvious that I had to focus and I decided to focus on extreme high achievers and mentorship and have created a whole career around that. But it started from that hallway conversation. Yeah. Wow. So I'm curious, what was it like to have that conversation? What was it like to kind of be faced in that moment with not really being sure what you're going to do with this as you were pursuing something, which in the middle of working full-time and raising a family, I mean, that is not a small amount. And a doctorate program is also not a small undertaking. I heard this when I first went into graduate school. They said graduate school is a marathon, not a sprint, but it always felt like we were sprinting. So it felt like a relay sprint, but I kept having to hand the baton to myself. Like graduate school is not easy. Right? That's, that's a great like. way to say it. I hand the baton to yourself. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exhausting. It's a tremendous amount of work. So what was it like to face all of that and not be sure, not know what you're going to do? So what is so great about being older when you go back to school is that you become very okay with realizing that you don't know all the answers. You don't have all the answers and that's okay. Hmm need to always have the answers. You do need to be okay with saying, I don't know, but let me go mm. find out. And one of the best things about going and getting a doctorate so much later is that it got me thinking constantly. So we talked about on the last episode, you don't drop your pen at five o'clock. And that's what this was really like. It got my brain stimulated. I was intellectually Mm. stimulated all the time. And once that idea of thought leadership was planted, 
I didn't finish my degree and become a thought leader. That took years, mm-hmm. years of work and research and writing and all of this. But that idea was planted of be known for something. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything shifted. My writing shifted, my research shifted, my social media posts shifted, my talks shifted. Everything was on a particular brand about getting people to become high achievers. But that started with that aha moment in the hallway Mm. with a classmate. You know, it's so interesting you say that because as you're telling that part of the story, you ascribed it to going back to school as somebody who's a little bit older, maybe even older than some of the professors, in a way you kind of initially, I think, ascribed it to age. But what I'm hearing is that at that point in your life, that was when you were developing that part of the principle that you talked about, those four pieces. That's where I heard you were looking at learning and saying, I don't know everything, or I don't have to know everything. And that's where I'm seeing that it was like the birthplace of, I'll call it, because I like to call it the obsession. I know that that's my words, not yours, but that's where you were kind of seeking out this passion and saying, if I'm trying to be passionate about everything, I'll really end up not being able to highly achieve in anything. And whether or not that was an intentional piece, it sounds to me like that was where where and when you were developing this part of you. And so I think we have a tendency to ascribe things to age. I don't know if that was really about age though. Wow. See, this is why you're so good at what you do. Wow. That was perfect. I had not thought of it like that before, but I think you really hit the money on that one. And it reminds me of one of the last classes, the last formal classes you take is your proposal development. And the woman who taught it was actually my mentor, my advisor, Dr. Marie Volpe. And I talk about it in my book, The Success Factor, where she asked every single person, why are you here? Why are you getting your doctorate, right? Because most of it, you have to have a master's, you have to have work experience. Most people are older. And everyone gave their reason. And I'm sitting there thinking, as I'm hearing the reasons, this one's not going to finish. This one's not going to finish. This one's going to finish. This one's not going to finish. This one's going to finish. I didn't know how I knew, but I knew. Hmm. What I realized now was that those who were intrinsically motivated, those who were doing it for themselves, they had a question to answer. They were some burning desire, which I now realize, as you said, was my reason for going. Those are the people who finished, and usually in record time. The people who were doing it for some sort of external validation, they want a promotion, they like the letters after their name. Years later, they're still not done. They're never going to be done. Hmm because they didn't have that fire. They were doing it for someone else, not for themselves. And that's when it fizzles. And you're right. It might've started in that hallway, but looking back, I see that it happened all throughout. And which is why I see it in, in the high achievers, you need to find what you are intrinsically motivated. That mm-hmm. is step one. You cannot get to any of the other steps mm-hmm. until you figure that out. You must do a passion audit. It's so mm-hmm. critical. Yeah. And I'm going to slip in there that it doesn't matter what age you're in. We're all developing that. I love to say this. Children have one job. Their one job is to figure out how the world works and how to make their way in it. That's the reason Mm -hmm. children do practically anything they do. They push a lot of buttons. And what they're trying to learn about is themselves in the world and how to make their way in it. And I also like to say, we don't stop having that job when we stop being children. We are that way throughout our lifetime. And I think it's such a beautiful example that you're sharing where you can be 43 and have that question pop up 
And that might spark something. It might get you thinking or engaging in a way that you hadn't before. And by the way, chances are that there were decades of experience and things you tried and things that you recognized as you told the story on Insight Sunday, where you went into banking and recognized you were good at it, but you weren't intrinsically motivated or passionate about it. It wasn't all that meaningful to you. And that's part of those experiences. And that's part of also seeking when you choose to leave that space is you're making that choice to say, well, if I'm not intrinsically motivated, I need to go find something that I am because this is not of interest and sustainable to me. And aren't we all on that path in some way, shape or form? You know, I think that that's such an important key point. I wish we had more time. I can imagine us just digging in more and more and finding even more lessons and even more beautiful points. We're going to have to jump again into another couch round. And so I wanted to check in and ask, just kick it off with what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you were getting started? You need to have a group of people who will support you, nominate you, and sponsor you. If you're waiting for other people to recognize your achievements, you're going to be waiting a very long time. So Mm. have other people who will shamelessly sponsor you and you feel comfortable shamelessly sponsoring them for opportunities. Yeah. I recently heard a great metaphor. It's like playing a game of chess, but everybody's moving each other's pieces. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. I really like that metaphor. Next question. What's the difference from your perspective between a mistake and a failure? You learn from both. So, and that's something I learned from the high achievers, a mistake and a failure is just on the path of learning. Mm -hmm. It's only a failure if you don't learn from it. Mm. Next. Can you name someone who you can go to when you make a mistake and they'll respond by saying, okay, let's deal with this now and learn from it for later. Oh, so the co-founder and CEO of the Mentor Project, which is where I volunteer, Dr. Debbie Heiser, is the expert on this. She talks me off the ledge when I feel like I've made a mistake and she's like, it's really not that bad of a mistake. (laughs) No one died. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Next, can you name someone that you learned from their mistakes instead of making your own? That's everyone around me. Literally everyone around me including the extreme high achievers who I study, but also my students learning what they do and how Mm. they do it and how they presented themselves. And did they do it right? And did they do it wrong? And Mm -hmm. how did this comment land or not land? I'm just constantly observing. And that's how I learned from everybody. It's really clear that you have cultivated and you have an insatiable curiosity. You're constantly looking to learn. Yeah. And I appreciate again. Element number four. Yeah. Coming back to Insight Sunday, right? That was number four. Yeah, exactly. Next question. What's more important from your perspective, working in your business or working on your business? Oh, wow. I think you need time for both, but it's hard to do both at the same time. Hmm. You can't have one without the other. I love that phrase. You need time for both. You can't work on both at the same time. Yeah. Next What's one thing that's coming up for you that you're working on or really excited about? I mean, I kind of already know the answer to this, I think. (laughs) You all out there can probably guess it too. (laughs) So I have spent years studying extreme high achievers and my book, The Success Factor is coming out in January. And I share the stories of over 60 extreme high achievers 
including those astronauts and Olympians and Nobel laureates and people like Dr. Tony Fauci and the most decorated winter Olympian, Apollo Ono. So there's so many great stories there from all over the world. And I am so, so, so excited to share it with everyone. It's called The Success Factor. Yeah, I can't wait. And again, the link for that is going to be, you can get it on Amazon. It's already available. It's going to be in the show notes. So if you want, it's right at your fingertips. Last question for today. What's one question, whether about business or leadership or anything else that you would want to ask and have answered by a psychologist, adaptability hacker, executive coach, and business consultant? So I believe that perfection is a moving target. You're never going to get it. And what happens is as a result, people get stuck. And the cousin of perfection is procrastination. So when people can't finish a job, they get 90% of the way there, but they're seeking perfection and they're never going to get it because there's always more to do. What are some of the things to help people get unstuck so that they are satisfied with that 90%? So just to make sure I have it. So you say perfection is a moving target. And its cousin is procrastination. And so you want to know, because people have a tendency to get stuck in procrastination or continuing to work on something without allowing it to be finished, how can people really become satisfied with what they're doing or what where they are in a process or what they're accomplishing instead of continuing to chase the moving target and or getting paralyzed? Correct. Okay. Perfectly said. Great. And for you to know, the answer to your question is going to be in the Thrive Thursday episode that comes out. Yay! So. <laughs> I'll be sure to listen. Awesome. Share. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you again so much for giving us a peek behind your success, diving into your hard-earned wisdom. You know, I think it's so rare and powerful to learn from the challenges and pitfalls that we all experience in business and in leadership and, and in our own lives and finding, you know, our high performance, our passion, our learning journey as well as our achievements. So I want to say thank you so much for that. I hope you all today listening have really gained a lot out of today's conversation. And of course, I want to say, Dr. Gautian, that it's been a pleasure to hear and learn and speak with you to have you on the podcast and just to have this conversation. It's been really incredible. And thank you, especially for sharing some of your own journey and opening up and sharing how challenging it was when you were 43, going back to school, working full-time, raising a family in a doctorate program, you know, handing the baton to yourself over and over again, and then having to face this question of, what are you really here for? What are you passionate about? And for sharing with us how much that's the spark to finding your passion to that journey, to peak performance and to greater success. I really, really appreciate that. And of course, so many other pieces that we had conversations along the way and the insights that come with it. So thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. 
The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 